Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. What's going to happen tonight? What's going to happen? We're going to whoop their You got Rommel yet? Good morning, afternoon, evening, brunch time, lunch time. My goodness, what a beautiful day in Knoxville, Tennessee time. Gonna be a little colder this weekend, uh, but that's okay. That's what this time of year is for time. It's also about time for senior day time. Whatever time of day it is, boys and girls, it's the right time for the Go Balls 24 7 podcast. Wes Rucker coming to you. From Fort Rucker Studio here on an aforementioned gorgeous, gorgeous Thursday here in God's own East Tennessee, Knoxville, Tennessee. Just about, oh, 2.9 miles or so, whatever it is. Two miles as the crow flies, I believe. I just wanted to say as the crow flies. Just a couple of miles here from Neyland Stadium and Thompson Bowling Arena and the University of Tennessee campus right here at Fort Rucker Studio. Just, man, what a gorgeous day. And I hope you all who live in the area or somewhere else where there was nice weather today, I hope you got to get out for just a little bit. You know, it was the kind of day where it's nice to just sit there and, you know, I spent, oh, I don't know, about an hour earlier today, which is part of the reason why we're a little bit late on the podcast today. But that's okay because sometimes a guy just needs to sit out there at the truck bed and have a talk with his pops. And that's what I did for about an hour today. Fortunate that my parents live in the area, so got to do a little bit of that, catch up, talk about some stuff. You know, it's just the, the, the kind of day where you want to sit there. You know, it's like that old country song, right? You just sit there, sit there opposite ends of the, uh, stand there opposite ends of the truck bed. Just talk about life, talk about some things, all that good stuff. Really happy to do that. And guys, we've got a lot to talk about in this podcast, but we're going to do it a little bit differently. Uh, you may notice that none of my coworkers are here, and it's not just because they are worthless. It's because I, I think this is a good day to to give them the day off and, and run some interviews. And, and the reason for that uh, is that Tennessee basketball's senior day is coming up Sunday at Thompson Bowling Arena, noon Eastern. Uh, I guess senior day, you could still call it if it happens before noon, maybe, because the game tips off at noon. Regardless, senior day. Uh, and it's going to be a little bit different because, you know, the, the, the arena can't be sold out. There's not 22,000 people in there as you'd normally see for a Tennessee-Florida basketball game. But still, uh, they're going to have a senior day, even though at least one of the two seniors might come back. Uh, we will see about that in a little bit. Obviously, I think Eve Pons almost went pro last year, uh, decided to come back. I'm pretty sure he's going to go ahead and go. Uh, but John Fulkerson also has a tough decision to make. I, I think right now, if we had to guess, we'd probably say Fulkerson's leaning toward coming back based on some interviews, uh, an interview that you'll hear a little bit later in this podcast. But you never know. Uh, he's got a decision to make, and he's going to go ahead and go through senior day just in case. He doesn't want to not have one in case he decides to go ahead and, you know, maybe he goes on a heater in the NCAA tournament or something, gets healthy, get, gets going good again, gets a chance to go 
uh, you know, go pro, and that's what he wants to do. Don't want to don't want to assume what's going to happen or not happen. You know, he's not been playing great lately, but you never know. Bottom line, he has the opportunity to go through senior day, and he will go ahead and do that. Uh, so he and Eve Pons will go through senior day, uh, but EJ Anasicki is not going to go through senior day, which, uh, as Rick Barnes mentioned earlier in the year, there's pretty much no doubt that, that Anasicki was wanting to come back for another year, uh, get another year in the system, get a little more comfortable with everything, see if he can make more of an impact than he did this season. So we'll see how that goes. Um, but before we get to that, uh, I'm going to tell you what we're going to do is we're going to have Eve Pons in the first segment and Fulkerson in the second segment. And the reason for that is that Fulkerson's interview uh, was a little bit longer. He's usually more talkative than Eve Pons, as, as most people in the world are. Eve's not the most talkative guy in the world. But, uh, you know, some people like it when we run these interviews. Some people would rather just hear us talking. But I think these are two basketball seniors who have done a tremendous amount at Tennessee. Uh, they've had such a huge impact on the program. Hadn't been a great month, but, you know, look at the forest, not the trees. These guys have done a lot for, for this program, for this community, uh, and they're both uh, nominees for the Senior Class Award nationally. And I think it'd be good to hear both of them out, uh, listen to both interviews in full, and we're going to get to that. Because I, I just I just think y'all could, you know, the, these guys have sort of earned the benefit of the doubt to just go ahead and let's hear them out, right? Let, let's hear the questions in their full detail. Let's hear the, the answers in their full detail. That way there's no room for misinterpretation or anything like that. You know, y'all can just see the full thing or hear the full thing, I should say, and you can kind of absorb it, make up your minds about certain things and go from there. Uh, before we run the Eve Pons interview, though, and get this thing started, going to get to a couple of quick news and notes. Uh, nothing shocking here, uh, but Tennessee did on Thursday confirm that Mike Eckler will be on the football staff. We've been reporting that for a while now. Uh, but but Tennessee made that official. He will be the outside linebackers coach and the special teams coach at Tennessee. Signed a two-year contract. So so now that that coaching staff is full. Uh, Josh Heupel has no more room left at the end for for the full-time guys. I believe he's got his full staff assembled, and they can move forward and they can start doing some things. Uh, with baseball, Tennessee uh, overcame uh, Austin P. Wednesday. Uh, they were originally supposed to play Dayton. The 17th ranked Vols were supposed to host Dayton. Uh, but then Dayton uh, was had to cancel the game. Tennessee had to look for a replacement at the last minute because it wanted to play games, wanted to get guys some innings on the mound, get some some guys out there, some some ABs, things like that. They were able to get a game against Austin P, but they had to go to Clarksville to play it. So Tennessee went to Clarksville on Wednesday, uh, played Austin P, fell behind three nothing there midway through the game, uh, but then came back, scored five runs, I believe, in the fifth inning. And we're able to go ahead and win that game five to three. Uh, and a pretty good story because uh, junior right hander Elijah Pleasance, 6'5, 200 pound right hander with really, really good stuff. Uh, he did not perform well over the weekend on the mound against Indiana State. Uh, but the only good thing about that performance was it was so bad and it was so short that uh, he was able to, to be fresh enough to be used again on Wednesday. And he came out of the bullpen in his hometown of Clarksville, Tennessee and threw six shutout innings in relief to earn the win. I think he it was a career-high six innings pitched. Uh, believe only allowed uh, – believe there were six strikeouts, three hits, no runs. Uh, a lot of those things were career highs for him. And that's good because this is a kid who has really good stuff. He always has. And there was some good momentum about him going into the offseason so, or, or heading into the season, I should say, based on the offseason. So it would be good to get him going. Uh, Tennessee, I don't know, uh, with his arm after throwing so many, I think he threw 84 pitches. Not sure he'll be available this weekend. But the Vols are hosting Georgia State. Georgia State, Georgia State, insert joke here. 
But in all seriousness, Georgia State is a very, very good baseball team this season. Uh, Georgia State already has three wins over top 15 opponents, I believe. Uh, so the 17th-ranked volunteers will not scare Georgia State. That will be a fun series. And I just got this email literally about two minutes ago. So uh, this is, this is we, I guess you would call this breaking news. Uh, they're going to move up some of the games. It's supposed to be a little chilly this weekend in Knoxville. Uh, so Friday's game, which was going to start at 6.30, is now going to start at 5.30 to get done before it gets too cold. And then Saturday's game, which was going to be at 6 p.m., is now going to be at 3 p.m. Eastern. Try to play that while it's a little warmer outside. And Sunday's game was still scheduled to start at 1 p.m. Eastern. All of those games uh, will be on SEC Network Plus, the ESPN app, all those other fun things. So we can we can give you the opportunity now to go watch those games. And if you were going to go to them, leave a little bit earlier because they're going to be starting a little bit earlier. Now on to the main course. Time to talk Tennessee basketball with Vol Seniors Eve Pons and John Fulkerson. First up, we're going to go with Eve Pons, who, as you all know, the reigning SEC Defensive Player of the Year, uh, Southpaw from Fouveau, France a guy who's been really, really enjoyable uh, to cover. It's been interesting to watch him kind of grow over the years. And we've had to do all this through Zoom this season, so it feels like we've, we've missed 25% of it. Um, but Pons is a kid who has really, really grown in a lot of ways since he's been at Tennessee. He's a really mature young man. I believe he got married after his freshman year at UT. So uh, as he said, when you know, you know. He found the woman he wanted to marry, and he married her. So so this guy has is a mature, settled calm individual. He, he sort of has a good perspective on life. Uh, he, he works maniacally at basketball, uh, but he also plays the saxophone, loves to take pictures. Um, there's some TV shows and stuff he likes to watch. He, he, he's got a lot of things going on uh, in his life, uh, and he happens to be good at basketball, a really, really good athlete. You know, the, the son of a – he was adopted. He was originally born, I believe, in Haiti, and, and then uh, a family in France adopted him when he was very, very small, like two or three years old. Goes to France. Um, you know, his mom's a famous jazz dancer, so he has a really interesting upbringing. Uh, comes to – across the world, comes to Tennessee uh, to play uh, basketball as a touted prospect. Um, but he had to grow up a lot in, in a lot of ways. You know, he had to master the English language which if you know Eve Pons uh, from, from four years ago to now, it's, it's incredible how much better he's gotten in English. Um, and, and I think he's just, you know, people, Pons is one of those guys who he's really quiet and I don't think Zoom is really the best area to get things from him. Um, but I really enjoy sitting down with, with Eve Pons one-on-one because he's a, he's a really mature guy. He has a perspective on life. And once he gets comfortable kind of with you and with speaking the language and settle down, he, he gives you some really good insight on some things when he's in the mood. He, he's a guy who kind of makes you earn it because he's very literal. Um, but if you ask him a good question, you know, sometimes you're going to get a good answer. And I, I really enjoy dealing with Eve Pons, and I wish him the best of luck going forward. But his Tennessee career is not over. Uh, he wants to uh, – get this thing sorted, wants to help Tennessee uh, sort of get this ship righted going into the postseason, have a big run. They still have championship aspirations. Their words, not mine. That's what they're trying to do. So let's sit down here for just a few minutes, and I believe this is maybe about seven minutes or so, uh, a conversation that we had on Wednesday with Eve Pons. So here is Tennessee senior guard defensive whiz, Eve Pons. Eve, just with Sunday likely being your last game in Thompson Bowling, just how emotional of a day do you think it will be for you? Um, I mean, it's a big day in my life, you know, uh, last game in TBA. <clears throat> um, I'm excited to, to play for Florida too. 
Um, you know, uh, it's been a it's been an amazing four years, and uh, I'm going to miss playing TBA. Gustavo, then Nicholas Hill. Eve, uh, how do you evaluate your time in at playing for Tennessee? You know, those years you play. What is the memories you're gonna you know remember? And you know, what are your evaluation of your time playing for Tennessee? You know, it's been a it's been a amazing four years here uh, since I got here. Um, um, <clears throat> I got anything I, I wanted. Um, it was a great experience. I got much better in basketball. I developed my skills, and uh, had the, the chance to meet amazing people. <clears throat> and um, it's amazing. I mean, you know, I come from another country, the new culture, new language. Uh, so that was a fun. That was a fun experience. Eves, with one regular season game left, and obviously with the conference and NCAA tournaments coming up, what is the main thing that you personally are working on uh, to get better to help your team win as we get into postseason play? Uh, the main thing uh, that we're focusing on is uh, um, play to compete, play to win, and uh, play together as a team, find a chemistry, and um, trying to win, trying to execute in offense, play hard in defense. We're trying to get back to the team um, that we know that we can be. Um, trying to play as uh, exactly the, the way we play uh, at the beginning of the season. <clears throat> and um, uh, yeah, yeah. Wes? Yeah. Hey, Eva, I'm wondering if you could think about maybe four years ago to now, just how much different are you you know both as a player as a person just how much have you have you grown since since that point as a player uh, I'm much com more um, confident uh, I know what I need to do on the court um, and, um, you know I, I know what I'm doing on the court I know what I need to do um, I'm much uh, more skilled I can shoot the ball way better than I used to I mean, I put all my, my games on another level since my freshman year. And, um, yeah. Grant Ramey. Eve, when you think back to your first visit to Tennessee, what's kind of what sticks out in your memory is, you know, your first time on campus, seeing the arena, coaches, all that stuff when they started recruiting you? Grant, were you asking about his memories from his recruitment? Yeah, just when first time on campus when Tennessee first started recruiting him, all that stuff. Uh, well, my, my, my visit here, I mean, you know, I never seen anything like, like this before. Before I came here, everything was bigger. Everything was, you know, that was kind of like a like on a TV show for me. I mean, I've been watching this on the TV shows, and now just <clears throat> when I first stepped on the campus, it was just amazing, you know, just because if it didn't feel real, it really didn't feel well. I mean. And seeing the arena with 22,000 22, seats, I only play in arenas with like, what, 5,000. So that was just amazing to, to see it, uh, to see the facilities. And Back to Wes. Eve, when you sort of think about, you know, the, the way things have gone the past six weeks or so, how how important is it for you as a senior? I mean, assuming this is the, the last season for you, how important is it that things turn around from where they are right now? Um, you know, I think we still have a long way to go. 
We have to focus on the next game against Florida. And then going to the tournament is going to be like a new season. Uh, so we need to step up to uh, come together as a group and uh, play our, be our, be our best basketball because, you know, uh, one game is, <clears throat> I mean, it's almost over. So we, uh, we need to give everything we got uh, so we can, uh, we can achieve our goals. And with you, you know, personally, I know that, you know, from the outside looking in, it, you always seem to be a, a level-headed guy. You always have been. You've been calm a lot of times. How the past few weeks, how have you kind of dealt with that, you know, internally? How, how, how does that – are you the kind of guy who it, it really bothers you and gets on you? Or are you a guy who kind of gets up every day thinking it's going to get better? Um, well – I'm not a really expressive guy, but I say a lot of things. I can I observe and I just, you know, I keep it for myself all the time. But like, um, I'm the type of guy that's going to try to, um, you know, yeah, it kind of, yeah, it does, it does bother me, you know. I'm just, just not going to say it. Or I'm going to talk to a few guys, uh, trying to talk to coaches and trying to figure it out and trying to, to fix. All right, waiting on questions. Go ahead again, Wes. Eve, if we were we were to ask you to be honest, how long did it take you to really adjust to being, you know, in America, being at Tennessee, being in Knoxville? How long did it take you to really feel kind of like this was a home away from home? Since I since I got here, yes. Yeah, just what was there a point where you said, "Okay, I kind of feel comfortable here now." Um, almost a, a year and a half, I would say. Yeah, like uh, the middle of my sophomore year, I would say that. Was it something that just built over time? Was it just something that sort of gradually happened? Yeah, it gradually happened, you know, because I had to, I had to adjust. First of all, I came late, uh, so that was a big, um, a big thing, a big deal because I missed most of the, uh, the summer camp, summer school, and uh, I had to adjust with the language. Uh, with the new way to play, I mean, I mean the the basketball here is different as European basketball, so I had to adjust in that. So it took me a little bit of a while to 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 adjust. That was Tennessee senior guard Eve Pons from Fouveau, France, talking about sort of wrapping up his Tennessee career and and where he goes from here and what he hopes for, uh, how he how he wants to be remembered, uh, what he wants. Uh, to happen for this team to to improve things down the stretch, just how much he's sort of grown up over the years. Lots of lots of good stuff there from Eve Pons, and we're going to come back and we're going to have an even longer interview this time uh, with the incredible Fulk himself, Tennessee All SEC senior forward John Fulkerson. Uh, he's struggling, but I guess he's still the Fulk. You never know, right? Could bounce back. Uh, got a lot to discuss with with John Fulkerson, and we're going to do that. But before we do that, going to step away quickly, going to pay some bills, listen to products, services, in-house ads, and other fun things, and we will be right back here in just one second on the Go Balls 24-7 podcast. Hashtag ad. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly 
so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Welcome back to the Go Vols 24-7 podcast brought to you by whatever products, services, and in-house ads you just heard a moment ago. Wes Rucker coming to you from Fort Rucker Studio here on a, a beautiful, beautiful Thursday evening here in Knoxville, Tennessee, talking primarily Tennessee basketball, did some news and notes and other things in the first segment, but mostly talking Tennessee basketball in this edition of the Go Vols 24-7 podcast, or what do we call it, the, the episode, the epidition, whatever we're going we're, we're to call it, if I can get the words out of my mouth. That's what we're going to call it. We'll call it that. Why not? Guys, we're going to get right back into it. We spoke with Eve Pons in the first segment. going to speak with John Fulkerson here in the second segment. But before we do that, take a quick reminder. Uh, guys, if you could just take a minute out of your day right now, and you could just, 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 take, just take one minute, please. That's all it'll take. Go in there and subscribe to this podcast, whether it's on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeart, TuneIn, Stitcher, anywhere in the world you can cast a pod you can find the Go Vols 24-7 podcast, and we appreciate you listening. Uh, whatever day it is, whatever time of day it is, that's what we're here for, and we're happy that you're spending part of it with us. So please, please, the, the one thing we're going to ask you, uh, we'll do this for free, and it's a labor of love. We're happy to do it. But the one thing, one thing, if y'all could go in there really quickly and subscribe to this podcast and rate and review, uh, that would help us out more than anything else. Uh, obviously, tell your friends. Uh, keep doing that. Uh, they're you know sometimes good old fashioned uh, word of mouth advertising can't be beat, uh, but also there there's a place for you to go in there and rate and review and, and with the algorithms and everything that really really helps us out. Uh, so tell us what you think. Uh, so some things you like if you want something to change other than our voices. I, I don't think we can change those unfortunately. Uh, but anything else, whether it's topics, whether it's guests we bring on, whether it's things we discuss, things you want us to not discuss. Uh, you know, we're, we're not above constructive criticism. Just go in there and let us know what you think. Obviously, we'd love a five-star rating, but if you have other thoughts, such as you're right, uh, this is a free country, free world, free technology out there, you can rate it however you want. We would like five stars, but uh, but hey, we'll, we'll take constructive criticism. Uh, please go do that, and also please go sign up for GoVols247.com right now. Uh, if you go there, uh, the best site on all of Al Gore's internets to get coverage of all things Tennessee athletics. You can get right now a uh, seven-day free trial, uh, which will lead you uh, into an annual subscription, which is really, really uh, reasonable, re- really, really reasonable, talking like seven bucks a month or so. Really, really easy to do that. Uh, or uh, you can pay it by month for nine ninety-five a month. Uh, and and it's I'm telling you, it's one of the best, best deals out there. Um, you know, we have different specials that come around different times. But in all honesty, there's never a bad time to sign up for GoVols247.com. There's a new coaching staff in town football-wise. 
basketball is kind of churning along uh, toward the postseason, maybe limping into it a little bit. Uh, but still, never know. Uh, Lady Vols got a lot going on, obviously. They've got some momentum going into the postseason, which is a good thing to see with that program. Tennessee baseball ranked right there uh, 17th nationally. I know there's a bunch of different polls in baseball, but, but we'll say 17th uh, in a team under Coach Tony Vitello that, that has some depth, has some talent, some future major league players, in my opinion, at least some, some high-round draft picks, and, and a lot of guys to watch there, and we're going to cover all those games. Uh, everything that you want from Tennessee, you can find at GoVols247.com. So please go check that out. Uh, but if you just want to stay on this podcast for now, that's also a good idea because we're going to hear from the incredible Fulk himself, Tennessee senior forward John Fulkerson, the Southpaw from Kingsport, Tennessee, the Tri-Cities, home of Grant Ramey, Pals, and a whole bunch of other things, including John Fulkerson. Uh, this is is a guy who... Uh, it's just been a real treat to cover for the past five years. If he stays for a sixth year, I'll be all for that. Uh, he, he's just a, he's a good kid. He just is. Uh, in addition to being a good basketball player, uh, he's just a good person to be around everyone. Uh, I, don't, I don't think that John Fulkerson uh, has a real enemy on the planet of anyone who actually knows him. I know a lot of SEC fans do not like him, uh, but people who actually know the kid, uh, especially people in the Tennessee program, people around Kingsport, they'll tell you uh, it's hard to, to know John Fulkerson and not like him. Uh, we're sitting here being objective about who we cover, doing our best to do that. But Fulke's just one of those guys. I don't, I don't say people's players' nicknames very often. In fact, I sometimes roll my eyes when I hear a reporter ask a question to someone, calling him by their nickname. But, but you know what? Uh, he's Fulke to everybody. That's just what everybody calls him. That's who he is. Uh, this is a guy who has had a really, really fascinating college basketball career. He's from Kingsport, but he spent his final couple of years at a boarding school there in North Carolina to sort of increase his profile as a prospect. Got an offer from Tennessee, which was his dream offer, almost committed on the spot. Um, but he ended up taking some time, going through the process a little bit, but then committed to Tennessee where everyone sort of knew he was going to go uh, because, you, you, you know, you hear the expression VFL, that's this kid. He grew up. Uh, cheering for Tennessee basketball. He wanted to play at Tennessee, and now he's done that. And he was a guy who, when he signed with Tennessee, he was not at all the highest-regarded prospect in that class. But Rick Barnes thought John Fulkerson was the best player in that class, and that was a class that included Grant Williams, Jalen Johnson, Jordan Bone, Jordan Bowden. Rick Barnes just loves John Fulkerson as a player. He always has. And, and you saw that Fulkerson's freshman year. He got off to a really good start, had a double-double, uh, I believe, against Oregon, uh, had some really big plays where Tennessee almost upset third-ranked North Carolina in the Dean Dome, uh, was on a trajectory to just be a star early on, and then he suffered uh, just a catastrophic injury in a game against Lipscomb. Uh, he just he, he, he messed up. <laughs> he messed up his arm badly, uh, had a nasty fall while trying to go up and, and get a shot, and um, – it was pretty nasty. He had a, a really bad shoulder injury, elbow injury, wrist stuff, just all, all sorts of bad stuff, uh, which put him out for several, several months. Uh, he missed the rest of that year, obviously. And when he was coming back, he was going, he was weightlifting, rehabbing, and he messed up the other shoulder and then had to have that shoulder uh, dealt with, uh, with with some stuff. And then he spent more months rehabbing that. So basically missed like a full calendar year of basketball. And during that time, Grant Williams, Admiral Schofield, Bone, those guys, they became stars. And Fulkerson kind of saw himself as a role player. And Rick Barnes said, that that's not who you are. I know you're unselfish, but there's more to you. You, you need to be the player that you're supposed to be. 
And last season, toward the end of the season, he really started becoming that player, putting up like 23, 25, 27 points. No one could stop him, and he ends up being an All-SEC player. Comes into this season with all kinds of hype um, as a guy who some people thought could even maybe be an All-American. And just he's not been consistent. In the past month, more often than not, he's, he's just not been very good. Uh, and, and there's lingering questions as to, well, is there something physically going on? Did he maybe most of the team got COVID at some point? Has he got some COVID fatigue? What is it? Uh, or is this just in his head? Because now Tennessee is playing through these freshman guards, and he's just not being aggressive and sort of accepting uh, his 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 mind as you know, sort of telling himself he's a role player. So there's a lot of things going on there, and we talk about a lot of these things with John Fulkerson. He is candid. You ask him a question. Uh, he's a goofy kid, but if you ask him a question, you're, you're going to get an answer, uh, and he will be honest with you. And he, he's a fun kid to talk to. I think everyone around the guy likes the guy, as I said earlier, so there's plenty to listen to uh, because this is a guy who still believes he can be a huge impact player for Tennessee this season. He thinks he can get back to that. He wants to get back to that. He's working every day to get back to that. And he talks about that. Talks about a lot of other things, too. I think y'all are going to really, really enjoy this interview. So here's about a good, oh, I don't know, 25 minutes or so of a conversation on Wednesday with the incredible folk, Tennessee senior forward, John Fulkerson. John, just what are your emotions about going into Sunday and you know, senior day in Thompson Bowling Arena? I think that I just my emotions are are kind of sad that it could potentially maybe potentially be my last home game at Tennessee. And really, I just kind of it's definitely sad that it could be my last game. But also it's a it's a good time because it, it makes me look back at all the memories I've had here, all the relationships I've made. And just my teammates, my coaches, the memories, the friendships, hanging out. It just makes me look back and think of all the times that, that I've done that and all the memories that I've made. Have you made a decision yet, John, on what you'll do next year? I mean, are you entertaining the possibility of returning? Um, have I made a decision yet? Um, not yet. Um, am I thinking about returning? Of course. Um it's, it's hard to pass up this institution, this basketball program, these coaches, my teammates, the university. And so absolutely I'm thinking about returning. Have I made a decision yet? No. Um, am I open for suggestions? Yes. Um, so, um, but, but right now I'm just focused on getting better as – our team and our current team right now, I'm not focused on me individually. It's, it's right now about us as a team and playing our best to beat Florida on Sunday. Grant and Gustavo. John, can you think back to when Tennessee and Rick started recruiting you? What's your memory of that time? What was that like growing up a, a Tennessee kid and getting that kind of attention? It was honestly, it was a really big deal when coach Barnes and, uh, Coach Lanier, when Rob Lanier called me and Coach Oliver recruited me as well, when they called me and they told me that they were with the University of Tennessee, um, it was honestly like a dream come true. And it still feels as if I'm living a dream that a kid from Kingsport gets to come and play for his state university, which has always been his dream. And so 
I'm, I'm very blessed to be in this position, but I can remember it like it was yesterday. I believe I was in Atlanta or Marietta, Alpharetta, somewhere around the Atlanta area playing in a tournament or maybe Greensboro when, when I got that call and when they offered. And so I'll, 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 I'll never forget it. And my, my AU coach knew it was coming and we talked about it and it, it was really hard not to commit on the spot because of what I've talked about being from Tennessee, my love for Tennessee, but I really wanted to go through the recruiting process and weigh out my options. And that's what I did. And I, and I, obviously I picked the best school, but I, I remember that recruiting process like it was yesterday for a long time. Uh, are you thinking about coming back for another season because you feel like you still have some basketball to give uh, probably because you feel like you're not playing your best basketball this season? Uh, right. Okay. That, that could definitely be one of the reasons, but, and, and it would, it would be great to, and we still have a lot of basketball left this season to play. And, The most important basketball is still left that we can have a great season. And, but I, I would, I would come back for many different reasons. And would that be one of them? Yes. Um, would that be the main reason? Um, I'm not sure, but I, I'm still weighing out my options and seeing what the best is for me and talking to my family about it, praying a lot about it and just seeing what the best option is. Nicholas Hill and Wes Rucker. Uh, John, you know, obviously, as you just mentioned, you're heading to the most important part of your season. Just what is something that you are really working on right now in practice to help you to help yourself and the team do well as you head into the, both the conference and the NCAA tournaments? I think right now we're just – playing as a team together right now. And I think that we have come together more than ever right now, as we should. And because now we know how important each game is from now on. And so we're just trying to get everybody to play their best because you, as we've seen, and you all have seen a couple games this season that when everybody's playing their best and playing their role, then we're a very, very good team. And I feel like we could beat anybody in the country. So we just got to get everybody, including myself, to play their role and play the best they can. Folky, I'm sure it sounds a bit like a broken record at this point, but but as you go and, and y'all are kind of chopping up the film there and, and you're watching stuff and you're watching tape, what are what are you seeing from, from yourself that, that's not going right? Are games just kind of – flowing away from you? Are you not attacking them? Or are you, what, what are you kind of seeing when you chop those things up? Um, I see a lot of things. I see double teams. I see me not being aggressive. I see me not making the right play. And, but th th that's why we watch it. And, and I've seen a lot of stuff and I've tried to improve on um, all season. And if I could go back and play like I did last year, you better believe that I would and I would play even better. And I've been trying my best to to play like that. And I think that I've still got that in me. And so, um, you know, you just got to keep working every day to try to get better and get your swagger back. Ben McKee and Mike Wilson. John, I know there's plenty of basketball left to be played. So sorry about the premature question, but 
How do you want Tennessee fans to remember you as a player when your time here is done, if this is your last year? Um, I, I would want Tennessee fans to remember me, um, first of all, not as only as a basketball player, but off the court as well, that somebody that always had a positive impact on people and somebody that always liked to have fun, was always um, trying to lift people up and look at the positive side of things, look at the bright side of things and uh, talk to people and really somebody that gave my all for Tennessee. And I would say on the court, I would like to be somebody that was known as, as a great teammate, um, really the ultimate teammate that was there for my teammates and one another when times were good, when times were bad. And I want to be known for somebody that, that always played hard all the time, that was a hustle energy player. And really, I would just like to leave a, a great lasting impact on Tennessee, and, and hopefully I can, that I can be known for somebody that, that came in and left it better than they found it and somebody that gave their all for Tennessee. Um, I just hope I can to leave those things. John, what are the, the other factors that, that would come into play in terms of a decision between either returning to Tennessee or, or potentially turning pro? And are those the only two options you would consider at the end of this season? Um, yes, I, I believe turning pro or coming back to Tennessee would be my only two other options. I would not look at in, I would not look into grad transferring because I think I'm just too loyal to the University of Tennessee, to Knoxville, to my state, to Coach Barnes and his staff. So if, if I'm going to play college basketball next year, it's going to be at Tennessee. Um, but I'm, I'm still not sure what I'm going to do. I, and, and the factors going into it, um, th there's a lot. There's a lot of factors that go into it. But like I said, I'm, I'm going to focus on this team right now and getting better right now to, to finish this season strong. And then after, I'm going to talk to some few people, think about it, pray about it, weigh out my options, the pros, the cons, and see what the best um, option is for, for myself. Trey Wallace and Grant Ramey. John, when, when you look at on the court, playing in front of 22,000 people, I know this year is, is different. But what are some some special moments? And I know you still got a game left at TBA on Sunday, but any kind of special moments or games over the last three to four years that stand out to you more than, than any other? Of course, of course. I would say um, th this game was not in TBA, but when we beat Gonzaga, was that two years ago? And when we beat him in Phoenix, that was that was a game that I'll never forget. I'll never forget when we beat Georgia here in Thompson Bowling Arena for the SEC championship. We beat Kentucky here a lot. Um, and that, that that's always fun. Um, but I would say the the, uh, the Florida game last year was was pretty fun. And I think that's that's one reason why I would definitely come back next year. Well, knock on wood that uh, COVID kind of chills out 
and we can have a full TBA again because that would be like our, our freshmen really haven't and EJ they really haven't felt and played what it's like to play in a in a full Thompson Bowling Arena and so and and you really can't even simulate that with a video we're talking about it or it's just one of those things that that you should have been there and you really can't recreate it like I said and so that's something that I've really missed this season is all of our fans there because we've got the best fans in the country and it's just not even the same with having it 20% full or whatever the guidelines are. So that's something that I definitely miss. Um, and, and I think it plays a big role into the home court advantage because those fans can really make a difference and especially fans like ours. So, Hopefully, COVID doesn't do much next year because uh, those fans really make a difference. John, you ever sit back and consider you're kind of the link between Grant and Admiral and that whole kind of era to this current era of Jaden and Keon and Josiah and kind of what's it like to be around both those groups and be around as long as you have been? Um, being, around, being around as long as I have been, it's been – a great and fun time here. I've loved it. And it's been, I would say, a learning experience. And, a, and a, you, you were part of the the build, watching really coaches' first recruiting class come in with myself and six others, or five others, and being a part of that group and now being a part of him with five years of, of his recruiting class and the kind of players that he can recruit and get. And um, it's really been cool and, and fun to to watch our program turn around and really the guys that you said before. And then even started with Kevin Punter and Armani Moore and, and those guys. And then with Admiral and Kyle Lamonte, with those guys. And I, I know I'm missing some people. And then with Grant in our class. And so it's really been been cool to see just the – standard that we've set for Tennessee basketball. Lewis and West. Uh, John, kind of a simple question here, really. Are you and the team, do you guys feel like you are okay? This is a very emotional time, obviously, um, for you all, having to answer questions about your career, injuries, just this season in general with, with COVID. Not, not as like an excuse, but when you talk to your team, how, what is your guys' mindset right now? How are you all doing? I think, I think we're doing great. And I know that may seem hard to hear, but in our mindset right now is knowing that if and when we come together, that we can be unstoppable. And we've seen it a couple of times this season. We just have to play together as a team and play for each other. And when we do that, and we know what that takes and how we can do it, and I think that we've got full confidence coming into this last part of the season that that we can do exactly just that. Fulky, I know that that a lot of us, you know, when we think about kind of that time in our lives when we were a freshman in college and then four or five years later when we were getting ready to leave, it's almost like it was two different people. You know, if you could go back to, to that point then, just how much different are you now? Have you just – has it been a slow thing or do you feel like you're still the same person or, or what's that sort of the, – the process been like for you? 
Um, no, I don't, I don't feel like I'm the same person. I feel like that countless people here at Tennessee and I could, I could name 20 people here that have influenced me and helped me grow as a person, uh, athletically with basketball, spiritually, emotionally, physically, I can name so many people that have helped me out during my time here that have molded me and helped me become um, a more mature, a smarter, um, more intelligent, a different aspect on life, mentally stronger person before when I got here. And so I could thank a lot of people that have shaped me while I've been here at Tennessee. And I'll make sure and tell those people who they are. And but it, it it has been like I said a fun time here for me and I and I've enjoyed it all and I definitely think that I've become a better person while I've been here. Trey and Wes. Hey, hey John, going back to to last year when right before y'all heading to the SEC tournament, y'all made a stop in Cookville to to visit with the the tornado, uh, the folks who got hit by the tornado. Then you went to Nashville to get ready for the tournament and play. Then the, then it kind of all ended. What what has the year been like for you, maybe outside of basketball, for you personally, you know, dealing with the COVID situation and, and everything that went into that trip to Nashville last year up until now? It's been It's been crazy, to be honest with you. The whole, like you said, that whole situation was just, just something that we never would have thought would happen. Like you said, we we were playing really good at the end of the season last year. We were on our way to Nashville, and we stopped there to see the people that had been affected. And first of all, that was was something that really, besides COVID, when when we didn't really know COVID was a thing, that really made you so thankful for what you have, and that honestly, it can be taken away just like that. That you're going to go to sleep tonight and wake up with none of your cars, your house, your loved ones may be not there. And so really that was, that was so eye opening for, for us and our coaches and my teammates that, that we really kind of realized, you know, that this life is more way more about basketball than, than it is, you know, life so much more, about other things than basketball. And so we, we realized that we're so lucky and blessed to be able to play this game and to have the things we have because we were talking to those people that had been affected and they literally just went to sleep that night not knowing what was going to happen. And they woke up and their house was, was torn down. Their cars were down the street, across the field. Their churches were were demolished. and so. That was really, really eye-opening, and and I just felt so bad. And for those people that that they lost things and people that they loved, and so um, I'm still feeling for them. But after that, we went to Nashville, and like you said, the the media coverage worldwide on that was on on COVID. When we got there, was was just starting to pick up. They were talking about it coming into the United States and cases kind of going up and then the night before we played the NBA canceled their season or postponed their season and so we thought it was weird that you know the NBA kind of being the, the head person in, in college basketball that if, if they're not going to play why are we playing and so we woke up 
and we were still on to play. So we we got ready for the game, went to the Bridgestone Arena, and, and we're about to to go out for the game, and, and that's when they called it. And then from then, from on, COVID really impacted a lot of people, and a lot of people lost their lives due to COVID. And so then it really makes you even consider more that you don't know what life is going to be and that we were at home for, what, six months, uh, not really supposed to leave the house. Uh, a lot of people got laid up with their jobs. People were working from home, things like that. And But to see a positive side and bright side of that for myself, I got to spend a lot of time with my family and my family means the world to me. And to be able to spend that much time with them is something that I haven't done since I was 16 because I went to a boarding school. And so I, I love spending time with my family. And so, so that was something positive. And then you really didn't know, like, restaurants were closing. Really, the only place you could go was really, like, the grocery store, the hospital, and and things like that. So it's definitely been a crazy I guess last year that, that that we've been a part of and not even our, you know, grandmothers, great grandmothers have been a part of something like this. So it's something that nobody's really ever seen before. And but I think that you still have to find the positive out of it and find some way to look at the good things in life because I think if you're always looking at the bad things and having the negative mindset, then you aren't gonna get very far. So I always try to look at the positive things and and try to be happy about every situation. Folky, when, when you look at sort of, or, or, you know, think about being a public figure, is that something that, you know, you're, you're an East Tennessee guy, right? So you play at Tennessee, you start having success, you know, everybody loves you and then you start struggling a little bit and it gets tough. What, how tough has it been to adjust to sort of being, having that kind of life? Is that something that you ever really adjust to and how does it affect you? I think you do adjust to it. And I've, I've kind of enjoyed it because, I always put myself, uh, I've told some people this, I've always, I kind of put myself in like Chris Lofton, Wayne Chisholm, um, those people's shoes. And especially with taking pictures and signing autographs and talking to kids, talking to fans, because when I was a kid growing up, I really loved to watch that team play. I was a big fan of that team with Chris Lofton, Wayne Chisholm, Scotty Hopson, Tyler Smith, like that whole team, I, I love watching them play. And so um, I put myself in their shoes. And, and as a kid, as a Tennessee kid growing up, and I saw one of them out in public or eating or after a game, I would have loved to get a picture with them or get their autograph. And if I went up to them and asked them for a picture and they said no, then I would just be heartbroken. And because them being the person I looked up to, them being that, them my idols at the time that I looked up to and wanted to be like when I grew up, I would be heartbroken if, if they said that they couldn't sign something for me or take a picture with me. And so I put myself in their shoes and I try not to ever turn down a picture or an autograph or anything because I know that I'm not going to be in this position forever. And I wanted to use it to the best of my ability in, in a good way and have a positive impact on people that they can say, you know, like, He's a really nice kid. He cares about other people. He cares about other people's happiness. So um, I really try to try to live it like that. And but also it, it being a public figure and being somebody that's recognizable out in public is 
is a good thing because you really have to watch what you do, uh, what you say, because you can't really do a whole lot without people knowing. And so I always act, honestly, always act as if my mother is there because my mother has very high standards for me. And so, you know, I always say, would my mom want me doing this? Would my mom want me saying that? Would my mom want me hanging out with this person, going there, doing that? So I think that I I do a pretty good job just because I always think of my mom when I am making decisions. So, but I, I think I've gotten used to being a public figure. Um, and it definitely takes some getting used to because I was definitely not that well-known before. But I guess a lot of people know you when you play basketball here. And we'll finish up with Grant Ramey. John, how many hours total do you think you spent with Chad Newman the last five years? And how much do you think he'll miss you when you're gone? Um, I think that I have probably broken the record for spending for the the player intensity basketball history that has spent the most hours with Chad Newman. And for one, I've been here five years and we have spent a lot of time together. And Chad's been here for 55. I've been here for five. So um and in his many years here, I I definitely probably rank in I probably rank it. I probably doubled the the top guy that had the most hours with Chad. But um, as much as you don't want to see Chad, because Chad is the athletic trainer, um, as we have a great relationship, and like you said, we have spent a lot of time together. We spent basically my whole first year together, whole first year and a half together, and Chad and I have a great relationship. Um, this is a side note, but Chad makes really, really good spaghetti. His spaghetti is really good. Um, I've tried it a couple of times. He knows I like it. So, but yeah, I love Chad and I hope Chad's going to miss me as much as I miss him because I'm really going to miss him. All right. Thank you, everybody. Thank you, John. Um, uh, first, uh, lastly, I just want to thank you all um, for the last five years because um and I hope you all have enjoyed me because I really like to talk to you all and I hope that I always try to keep it funny with you guys I know that when you know you're talking to me you know you're not going to get the most serious answers so I really appreciate you guys and thank you for all you've done for myself and for Tennessee and for my teammates as well I really appreciate it we appreciate you Thanks, John. Thank you, guys. It's been a pleasure, John. That was Tennessee senior forward John Fulkerson, Tennessee All-SEC senior forward John Fulkerson, and I believe that's going to do it for this edition of the Go Vols 24-7 podcast. Guys, thank you for listening. We say that all the time, but we always mean it. Really, really thank you for, for spending whatever part of your day it is with us. We really, really appreciate it. You can find all of us on social media. I'm Wes Rucker 24-7 on Twitter. Patrick Brown is P. Brown 24-7 on Twitter. Grant Ramey is Grant Ramey on Twitter. And Ryan Callahan is Ryan Callahan 24-7 on Twitter. If you want just Tennessee news, nothing else. You can get that at twitter.com slash govals247. You can also go to facebook.com slash govals247. Or if you want that delicious East Tennessee Mountain Spring Water, just right from the tap, right from the tap. Go get that at GoBalls247.com, the best site 
on all of Al Gore's internets to get coverage of Tennessee football, football recruiting, basketball, basketball recruiting, Tennessee baseball, Lady Vols sports, where Maria Cornelius does an excellent job covering all things Lady Vols for us. Got two forums, fan forums, running all day, every day right there. You can get news and insight and analysis and just have conversation there. We've got the Summit, and we've obviously got the Checkerboard. And for either one of those places, go there. Uh, the Summit's more for Maria's domain there for women's sports coverage. Uh, the checkerboard sort of where everything else, kind of a catch-off for everything. You can go there and discuss anything you want with us all day, every day. We will be happy to answer your questions. Uh, it's a digital water cooler. You know, in, in this era, it's kind of you know, it, kind of hard. Some of the restrictions are getting eased up a little bit, but, you know, it's still sometimes hard to just kind of sit down and talk to people like you used to. We have the digital version of that, and we're there 24 hours a day, and we will never tell your boss that you were there. That's our that's our promise. And if you do, you can get all of that for the less 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 than one mediocre lunch per month. That's it. We'll get you all of that. And if you pay us full price already, you get access to CBS All Access, which I might as well go ahead and say is Paramount Plus because that's what's going to become on Friday, uh, which is tomorrow. And that's going to be even more stuff. That's everything, every show CBS has ever made, commercial-free, uh, all new movies in and out every single month, especially now with it being Paramount+. Plus. Uh, you can get stuff, live sports. So you get Tennessee football, Tennessee basketball, college football, uh, college basketball, March Madness, NCAA tournament, SEC sports. Uh, you get NFL, PGA Tour, uh, UEFA Champions League, UEFA Europa League, all sorts of stuff on there. And you get the premium Rolls-Royce package, too, ad-free. It's just, it's it's an unbelievable deal. Plus, you get stuff from the catalogs at Comedy Central, MTV, BET, Nickelodeon, and Smithsonian. All of that, which is a $100-plus annual value, we give you for free. Nobody else can do that. We can do that, and we're happy to do it for you. Go to GoVols247.com, and we will point you in the right direction. If there's no huge breaking news, you should hear from us, I believe, on Monday, so we'll be talking about a Tennessee win or loss against Florida and what that means for the tournament, all kinds of other stuff going forward. Big, big week. Uh, so until then, guys, wear your freaking masks, wash your freaking hands, be freaking nice to each other, sign up for your freaking vaccine, get that vaccine. We're so close. Let's get through this together. We can do it. Come on. Kumbaya, etc. Until Monday, guys. See you. Be good. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.